Number three, maintain peace. Be at peace. God can never work when you are so anxious. Actually, when you are anxious, this is what you are saying to God. You are too small in my issue. You can't do it. Because if you know your God, you will maintain your peace. That is why when they came to the Red Sea, Moses said to the people, be still. Be at peace. Are you here, somebody? Be at peace. Be a peaceful person. Be peaceful. Be peaceful. Hold on to your peace. The Bible says, this peace I give you. A peace that surpasses understanding. Be at peace. Be still. Are you here, somebody? Be still. Are you here, somebody? Be still. Be at peace. Be at peace. Be at peace. Hold on to your peace. Men, be at peace. We don't solve things with, you know, fighting. No, how can they be like this against me? Do they know who I am? Be at peace. Be at peace. It doesn't matter what is happening. Hold your peace. And do you know, when people are fighting you, and they are expecting you to fight back, but you are just quiet, do you know that is dangerous? That is more dangerous than you opening your mouth. That is more dangerous than you responding. That is more dangerous than you fighting back. Quiet. Be at peace. Mute. <laughs> when things are happening in your life, and you see, hmm, this thing, where it's going, you just go, mute. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Maintain your peace. Maintain your peace. No matter what you go through, do not panic. Don't be anxious. Your God is a true God. He is the only one alive. He created you and me. He is sustaining you. I was thinking the other day, do you know, the time of Abraham, God was exactly the way he is now. The time of Moses, he was the same. Jesus came and lived among us, he was the same. The time of the apostles, he was the same. Even now, he is the same. When we are long gone, he will still be the same God. He is the same. So the things you go through, they are not strange. It is the same things. You have never gone through anything in your life that is strange. You are not the first one to go through it. Actually, others have gone through worse. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? It is the same God. He doesn't change. The same God who was able to open the Red Sea is the God you have now. The same one who rained manna from heaven. That bread came minus an oven, no yeast, just manna flowing from heaven. He is the same God. The same one who made Peter walk on the water, he hasn't changed. The same God who raised Lazarus from the dead, he is the same God. He is your God. I said he is your God. I said he is your God. The God of Solomon, who made Solomon filthy rich, he is your God. He is the same God. He has not changed. 
He is the same God. He doesn't change. He is not like you that today you'll be warm, tomorrow you'll be cold, the other day you'll be in between, not with your God. He is the same God. Number three, this one is interesting. And this one is what makes people victims. Number three, envious people. Jealous people. Out of envy. Because things are moving too much in your life. So now the devil will just find someone and drop envy in their hearts. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? First Kings chapter 21. <laughs> First Kings chapter 21. So many people in church are victims of envy. So many are victims of envy. They have done nothing wrong. But people are just so envious. And the devil has interfered. Actually, for Saul to be bewitched, it started from his jealousy over David. Are you here, somebody? For Saul to be bewitched, it started from his jealousy over David. David was a young man. He killed only Goliath. But just because women, I told you, right? Women. <laughs> just because women began to sing, and maybe in their song, they should have said, Saul has killed tens of thousands, and David has killed Goliath. But you know, women, we get taken up sometimes. So women began to sing that David, David had, has killed tens of thousands. And the Bible says, from that day, Saul was jealous. From that day, Saul was pained. <laughs> Let's go. Second Kings 21. Let me read from verse 1. <clears throat> the Bible says, NKJV, 1 Kings, 1 Kings 21. Verse 1 to 4. The Bible says, And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel next to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. Some of you, your mistake is just that your house is next to the wrong person. Are you here, somebody? You just live next to the wrong, you know, your address. It's just a wrong address. Today, today, the Lord will take you very far from that wrong address. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is giving you a mansion today. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, so Ahab spoke to Naboth saying, give me your vineyard that I may have it for a vegetable garden. My God, how can you change a vineyard to a vegetable garden? <laughs> because it is near, next to my house. And for it, I will give you a vineyard better than it. Let's go. <laughs> Demonic interference. Or if it seems good to you, I will give you its worth in money. Let's go verse 3. Verse 3. But Naboth said to Ahab, the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. 
Are you here, somebody? Let's go, verse 4. So Ahab went into his house, serene and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed. Remember, this is a king. <laughs> and he lay down on his bed and turned away his face and would eat no food. You are joking. You, that very big house that you have. Do you know that some people are failing to eat food? This is the whole king who had access to the entire land. He even says, I will give you a better vineyard. Why didn't he just go to take the better one? Why didn't he just go to get the better one? Actually, he could have chosen to get so much more land, so many more vineyards, but just over this one of Naboth. Are you here, somebody? The Bible says he went home displeased. Let me read other versions, verse 4. Message says, Ahab went home in a black mood, sucking over Naboth the Jezreite's words. I will never turn over my family inheritance to you. He went to bed, stuffed his face in his pillow, and refused to eat. Over in a vineyard, what more you? Your children, they went to university. If someone can sulk over just a vineyard in a black mood, <laughs> let me find another one. And NLT says, So Ahab went home angry and serene because of Naboth's answer. I want to find other visions so you understand. Because you know, sometimes we take things for granted. Your life is moving so well. And you think everyone in your village is happy. No, the same uncle that you help. They are thinking, I have realized some people you help them and they are very okay. But some people you help them, they think, so if they can give me a million, what is there at home? And they don't know that actually that million is everything that you had. You know people are like that, right? In the village... You took 10,000 runs, you gave your uncle, and you were doing it out of love. And they are thinking, so if he is giving me 10,000, what more his dad? Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? <laughs> Easy says, so Ahab went to his home. He was angry, and he would not speak to people. That was because of what Naboth from Jezreel had said. He had said, I will not give you the field that my ancestors gave to me. And Ahab lay on his bed. He was angry and he would not eat any food. Imagine, over a vineyard. That is not even his. Naboth only has this one. Are you here, somebody? All numbers he has from his ancestors is just this one vineyard. 
Ahab was so resentful of Naboth. And the Bible says, let me just continue a little bit. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said to him, Why is your spirit so serene that you eat no food? He said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth the Jezreel and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else if it pleases you, I will give you another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. Then Jezebel, his wife, said to him, you now exercise authority over Israel. Arise, eat food, and let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. <laughs> Are you seeing what people can be? Just over a vineyard. And this one is not just a commander of the army. He is the whole president, the whole king. He can get whatsoever he wants. But the Bible says he was depressed. He was resentful. He was in a black mood. He was angry over a vineyard of a nobody in the kingdom. To the extent that Naboth was killed for his vineyard. The things you are going through. That dress. That dress. Do you remember that dress? That suit, do you remember that suit that you wore? That suit, that dress, that shoe is the cause of all this mess in your life. You even matched the shoes, you and your husband. <laughs> that even brought too much calamity. That outfit. Are you here, somebody? That car that you drive, when you are driving, you're even speaking in tongues, thanking the Lord, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this car. You don't know that your neighbors are thinking, ah, 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 what? How could he drive such a car? Why not me? Why am not there? Why is it that it's not me doing this? Why is he building like this? Why not me? Why is his furniture like this? Why not me? Why is the table like this? Ah, huh? he even has God culturally. What is this? Why not me? <laughs> My God. Today, today, we uproot in the name of Jesus. We uproot it in the name of Jesus. Naboth said, I cannot give you. This is the only thing I've inherited from my ancestors. Please, I can't give you this. And the king was angry. To the extent that Naboth died over a vineyard. You have a huge farm. A huge, huge, huge farm. And you expect that people are just looking at that farm. Let's go. Second Samuel chapter 11. Second Samuel chapter 11. From verse 1 to 5. 2 Samuel chapter 11. Verse 1 to 5. David and Bathsheba. The Bible says, 
<clears throat> it happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Amnon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? The moment David heard that this is the wife of, he should have backed off. After all, he is the king. So he can even get the beautiful virgins in the land. He had a wife. It's not like he didn't have a wife. But the Bible says, then, <laughs> verse 4, then David sent messengers and took her. And she came to him and he lay with her. For she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. And the woman conceived. So she sent and told David, and said, I am with child. Then David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah had come to him, David asked him how Joab was doing and how the people were doing and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house and a, and a gift of food from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of the Lord, of his Lord, and did not go down to his house. So when they told David, saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, did you not come from a journey? Why did you not go to your house? And Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents, and my Lord Joab, and the servants of my Lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house to eat and drink and lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do these things. Then David said to Uriah, wait here today also and tomorrow I will let you depart. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that next day. That day and the next. Now when David called him, he ate and drank before him. And he made him drunk. And at the evening, he went out on his bed with the servants of his Lord. But he did not go down to his house. In the morning, it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle. And retreat from him, that he may be struck down and die. Are you seeing this? Just because someone has a beautiful wife. Are you here, somebody? And the one we are talking about is the entire king. The king himself, who was supposed to be at battle. And he sees a wife. Uriah only had one wife. Only one. Maybe all he had was this wife. Are you here, somebody? 
it's possible that all his pride was just this one wife, a beautiful wife. But David really wanted the same wife. And yet he has access to every woman in the kingdom. Isn't he king? And Uriah ended up dying just because of his wife. Envy is very, 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 very dangerous. People kill. It starts from envy. People do so many bad things. It starts from jealousy. Who does she think she is? How can she talk to me like that? Oh my God. How come she even has, you know, all her children are okay. All my children are on drugs. Just pray. Go and ask, how do you raise your children? Go and say, my sister, everything around your life seems very well. Let's pray. I also want things in my life to be as well as it is with you. But envy brings demonic interference. The devil entered and killed Uriah just because of his wife. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? I want you to look at your life. Now, after this, you will look now with a certain eye. Look at your life. The way things are in your life. Don't you think you have attracted unknown envy? Don't you think you have attracted people that are so annoyed with you? Do you know some people are crying on their pillow just because of you? You have not done anything wrong. You did not provoke them. But just because the Lord blessed you. Just because now you got the promotion. Everyone in your office was also looking for that same promotion. And they are thinking, how dare she? How can she be the one promoted? After all, I have masters. She just has a degree. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? In this world, things are so spiritual. In this world, things are so, so spiritual. Don't take things for granted. Don't think that because the Lord blessed you and you thanked the Lord, then people are okay. No, they are not. They are not okay at all. They are not. Don't think because the Lord gave you that car that when you start the engine, <laughs> it speaks in tongues. And you think, oh my God, this is God. And then you think everyone is happy. No. You got that scholarship. Your cousin was also looking for the same scholarship. You got it. Your cousin did not. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? I want you to look what we have read from the Bible. And these ones are not just ordinary men. They are kings. They have at their disposal whether they want whichever vineyard, whether they want whichever woman. Are you here, somebody? But they are so envious just because of the one inheritance of Naboth. Just because of the one wife of Uriah. Are you here, somebody? So your life, let me ask you again. The things that the Lord has done in your life, you remember them, right? You remember what the Lord has done in your life, right? Do you think the devil and his cohorts are happy? Some of you, it is your neighbor that you go, hey, neighbor. You know, some people, they are so, they show you so much love. So you can be fooled. 
you go, neighbor, let me tell you, my husband this time, do you know what he's doing for my birthday? He's getting me a car. Hmm. And your neighbor is saying, eh, mind, not even a bicycle. <laughs> Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? You go, neighbor, now we have a project. Now we are building a house. You even show them the design. And they are like, oh my God, how can they build such a mansion? And me, I am still in a two-bedroom house. Be very careful. Be very careful. Jealousy breeds witchcraft. Two things, jealousy and greed. It breeds witchcraft. People are bewitching you just because you showed them that contract you applied for. You're like, neighbor, do you know I have this contract? Someone said I should apply. How much is the contract? 10 million rands. <laughs> now, they can't sleep. They're in a black mood. Now they have BP. They have heart palpitations over your miracle. Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Now heart palpitations, they are failing to breathe now. And it's not even COVID. Jealousy. J-E. <laughs> are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Be very, very, very careful. Be wise. Jealousy. Jealousy. Some people now have even taken your pictures to the witch doctors because of that dress. Let them catch fire. I said, let them catch fire in the name of Jesus.